Welcome back. Thanks for tuning into Functional Spirituality. Today I want to share a bit more of a culmination of the series that we've been going through where I guess I've just been opening up conversation and my ideas and thoughts as I navigate the pandemic and the mandates as they come into Western Australia and with the mandates and the lack of nuance, that feeling of a divide and the feeling of a lack of safety has really kind of torn through our community and created a lot of mental health issues. So ever since December 2021, that was the first episode called Avoid the Real Threat, and then most of the episodes have been discussing the pandemic and different issues and different perspectives and different problems that I've seen. And I want to close that off now, um, at least for now, on the podcast, because I want to turn to talk about other things in the coming weeks and months. But I want to close it with an episode about the kind of antidote, the the real medicine that I see and I've experienced in response to the mental health issues, the anxiety, the overwhelm, and the effects that those have on our community, those issues that I've seen coming up. And what I want to present with you is three ways to cultivate more trust. So what is trust? The way that I'll be using it here and the way that I define it is really this deep sense of safety and hope and ease. So it's a a feeling of ease or allowing, like a sense of relaxation, but with a sense of hope and optimism inside that so it's not just relaxation and ease but there's something kind of positive in that and if you are able to you might close your eyes right now and just internally utter the word trust and feel that word and what that refers to inside of your system if you can't close your eyes you can still repeat the word trust internally and and feel what that means for the system. So there might be a feeling of safety or expansion or relaxation, even pleasure. And maybe for some of you not, maybe it doesn't feel accessible. The word doesn't quite meet your direct experience because between the word and your direct experience, there may be some other layers or struggles or, um, you know, definitions of that word. So when I'm speaking about trust, I'm talking about something that feels really relaxed while also feeling quite present and available. So not just relaxed and sleepy, but being available, being aware present and interested so you're fully present fully embodied 
You're not out of your body and out of your mind in a meditative kind of dissociative, dissociated experience, but you're feeling relaxed and right here and available. You trust. You trust what is. You trust the moment. You trust life. It's something very present. And although that might sound, you know, quite amazing, um, there's actually an even more amazing version of it. So we can also experience trust as a peak experience. So this kind of all-consuming, absorbative experience that we fully trust everything and every cell is vibrating with like a universal energy of trust and love and acceptance so maybe you've come across something like that as well, either in meditation, um, in nature, sometimes triggered in normal mundane moments, um, or even through plant medicine, where there's this overwhelming full body and out of body experience of trusting everything. So both are, are really helpful for deepening trust and the benefits of trust that can come into our life. So I want to share um, some methods for us bringing in trust that lead both to the relaxed and available trusting state and also the peak experience state. And trust really, in my experience, you know, the way I'm going to speak about it, it, it has a mystical and universal level, and it also has a personal and physical level. And what I'm actually going to do is use the three-part method of functional spirituality or the three-part method of spirituality to offer these three ways of cultivating more trust. So the three-part method, as some of you might remember, is deconditioning, cultivating, and awakening. So this might help to refresh and deepen your understanding of the three-part method, as well as help us to understand three the three levels of trust, we could say. So the first way we can cultivate more trust is by healing our nervous system through inquiry. So we've spoken about deconditioning and healing. Otherwise, you can, there's a whole free workshop about that. So we can put that in the link below. But healing, we've spoken about that there are top-down and bottom-up approaches to healing. And one way of healing the nervous system is through inquiry. So through contemplation and reflection in a quiet, relaxed, spacious kind of way where you've got some time and you turn inward and you reflect and you create a space of listening for messages and well, not, not even messages like you're trying to, you know, get some answers, but you're creating this space of relaxation, turning inward, inquiring, and listening. And that creates a space for the information of our nervous system to start to repair itself, to integrate, to debug in some ways, where things that are disturbing us can rise up and be fully known. So we need to be fully listening and fully allowing so another word for this is, of course, our RAIN technique, especially the allowing part of the RAIN technique. So when we 
heal our nervous system through inquiry and through allowing. This is cultivating trust because we are resolving the obstacles to trust. So we're resolving little bits of information and experience and energy inside of our body and our nervous system that mistrust or are in struggle against life. So by doing allowing relaxation inquiry and really doing the work to resolve the mistrust that we hold inside of our system. So wherever we're feeling mistrust, it's an obstacle to us having a lived experience of safety, ease, pleasure, expansion. In so many ways, trust is not just the medicine that our bodies, our minds, our relationships, and our planet need. It's not just a medicine, but it's actually the goal. It's what we most want to experience in our life is a feeling of trust, a feeling of being at ease. So it's quite common sense that doing a healing technique that is going to gently, lovingly resolve the struggling, challenging unaligned mistrust pieces inside of ourself, the contracted parts, the lack of safety, the lack of hope, the negativity, gently pulling those out and resolving them is such important work that will immediately directly translate into a feeling of ease and a nervous system that is able to experience more ease and more joy. That's why we do our healing techniques. So remember to remember how important it is to have work that is healing your nervous system. And I'm specifically recommending healing the nervous system through inquiry. So doing the RAIN technique or doing any of the healing meditations on the podcast is a great resource for guiding you inward to do that gentle reflection. If you haven't also listened to the episode that explains the two ways that healing tools work, I recommend to listen to that as well as you take this recommendation on board of healing your nervous system through inquiry in order to create more trust in your life. The second part of our three-part method and the second recommendation I have for more trust is the cultivating part of our practice. And I actually have two little tips and tools here. So the first recommendation for cultivating is to cultivate gratitude. So cultivating gratitude is, is, a, is in the same vein as trust. It's a relaxed, positive, expanding, optimistic, appreciative energy that not only heals our nervous system, but trains us as well. So it's a cultivating, it's a strengthening of a certain resource, and it's a strengthening of a, this quality where we do just trust, where we trust our life, where we feel more grateful, where we feel more positive about what's going on. And that is a, re that is a resource that is so necessary for us to move forward in our life, especially in the very challenging environment we find ourselves in. 
So a gratitude practice, you know, listen to the gratitude meditations. They're really good on this podcast, getting straight to the point of what I think a gratitude practice should be. But also a really good gratitude practice is journaling. So at the end of the day or in the morning or whenever, whatever time you set to do the practice to journal out everything that you're grateful for. And, you know, these things might seem quite insignificant. Okay, you're just writing down things that you like about your life, but actually writing them down and contemplating and meditating with them are actually really significant for our systems. It's a powerful cultivating practice. And the second cultivating tool that I want to offer is work with affirmations. So specifically, I'm asking you to choose three affirmations that feel like a full body yes. So they're not, you know, just affirmations from a YouTube video that are, you know, something that a recording is saying, but something that is relevant for, for you that you actually write and conceive of coming from the mistrust pieces that you identified in the first step. So in the healing phase, in the deconditioning part, you will uncover struggles and challenges and, and patterns and ways of believing about the world and your life that feel really tough. And this is so powerful. I do this all the time whenever I identify an unconscious mistrusting piece inside of myself. I will see it. You know, you have to really fully see what it's trying to tell you and what it's really saying. And you have to not just recognize and allow, but you have to investigate it even more and really let it speak to you. And then I will write an affirmation about something that is totally true that kind of overrides that limitation of that small part of myself. And over like a cognitive override or using your thoughts, your conscious mind to override your unconscious beliefs and limitations is not really the best recommendation for dealing with those beliefs and limitations because they're stored in different areas. So it's that's the whole problem is that our conscious mind has all of these really positive ideas about what would be good for us, but Something else is going on in the unconscious. However, with affirmations, if you do affirmations the way that we recommend them here, which is to use affirmations that actually, they feel really, really true in the subconscious. So you're going to write out an affirmation that overrides the mistrusting belief or whatever challenge a struggle that you're feeling, you come up with an affirmation that really confirms something positive about your life that you know to be true. And then with the affirmations, you can record them or you can say them to yourself or you can journal them at night. So any of those, you sit with those affirmations, you hear, feel, write them every single day or until you feel that override happen, which can actually happen pretty quickly if you find the right affirmations. And you have to feel them in your whole system. And in that way, you're not just 
overriding them only with your thoughts, but you're overriding them in your body again. You're confirming to yourself something that is true and feels really true, that feels bigger and more expansive and actually more true than those limiting beliefs. So cultivating trust through affirmations is the second part, the second way to cultivate more trust. And I mean, the first two are pretty amazing, but the third is, is my favorite in some way in, in my own experience and my own practice. And that's the awakening part of our spiritual practice. So awakening is a word that we use for connecting to and recognizing the transcendent nature of the reality. So sometimes called the present moment or stillness, the transcendent and the present moment, it lives inside of our nervous system. And it lives inside the reality. So any awakening tool that you've learned, maybe the heart space, the pauses, um, any of the tools that we do that help you to empty everything and connect to the pure being of ourself and of the moment. So anything that helps you to empty and connect to pure being. It's one of my favorite and it's such a powerful tool for trust. Because that sense of trust and ease and expansion and of being totally available to the present moment, that is our being. That is our true nature. So awakening is a way of cultivating trust from the top down, where our healing is really looking at the material of our person. It's looking at all of the different pieces of ourself where there is not trust and putting in more trust and reconditioning and reorganizing and healing and trustifying all of the pieces of our experience, where awakening tools and emptying out and feeling that sense of pure being is a way of cultivating trust from the top because it's a way of connecting to trust from the top or from a different angle from our true nature. So, for example, the pauses between the breaths that remind us of the stillness and open the doorway to reconnecting to the heart and our being, that's a way of cultivating trust not in relation to anything. So with the healing method, we're cultivating trust in relation to certain objects and to certain experiences. I need to trust this more or I'm feeling stuck in this area. In the awakening, there's no, it's a, it's a non-dual approach where we're just experiencing trust, not in opposition or not in relation to anything else. It's just a feeling of oneness, which is a feeling of trust. So it's cultivating it from that different direction. And we can find this in our meditation practice for sure, especially the ones on the podcast, which always have an awakening component to it, a component that is about emptying out any of the tensions, any of the thoughts, even just for a moment and experiencing that ground of our being. So there you have it, three different ways of cultivating trust. I would actually say that they're like the three necessary ways. We need to cultivate trust on all these three different levels. 
And not only that, it's like three different ways of cultivating more trust. And listen to that episode about the different ways that the healing tools work. It's the same with all tools. Like there, it takes some time for these tools to build a momentum. There will be experiences where you will fall off of your spiritual practice and just not do anything for a while. But as quickly as you can get back into it, the better. And even just listening to another podcast and getting re-inspired and getting some organization about what you could possibly do and getting some insight and motivation is the way that you can hop back on to your spiritual path and practice. And sometimes you might just be listening to things and not practicing things. So stay connected to the practice. My recommendation is always to, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast so the episodes show up on your little app. And no matter what else you're listening to, at least that spiritual, functional spirituality is in the background. You can tune in at any time, especially when there's that little gap where it might be most beneficial or you might be most available to it and you can click on an episode and drop back into the practice. So good luck. Keen to hear how you go with these and what you think about these three different approaches. And I look forward to chatting with you more next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.